waiting day five, the beans or the background. You may be surprised to hear that the man Paul credited with writing a majority of the New Testament letters, the man who was crucial in growing the early church, actually started out persecuting anyone who believed in Jesus. Saul was a leader of the Jewish church who viewed all followers of Jesus as a threat. In order to stop the spread of Jesus' message, Saul led the charge in persecuting any and all Christians. Until, as you'll read in today's story, Jesus appears to him directly, changing his name from Saul to Paul. The verse, Acts chapter 9, verses 3 through 20. As he, Saul, neared Damascus on his journey, Suddenly, a light from heaven flashed around him. He fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting, he replied. Now get up and go into the city and you will be told what you must do. The men traveling with Saul stood there speechless. They heard the sound but did not see anyone. Saul got up from the ground, but when he opened his eyes, he could see nothing. So they led him by the hand into Damascus. For three days he was blind and did not eat or drink anything. In Damascus, there was a disciple named Ananias. The Lord called to him in a vision, Ananias. Yes, Lord, he answered. The Lord told him, go to the house of Judas on Straight Street and ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul, for he is praying. In a vision, he has seen a man named Ananias come and place his hands on him to restore his sight. Lord, Ananias answered, I've heard many reports about this man and all the harm he has done to your holy people in Jerusalem. And he has come here with authority from the chief priest to arrest all who call on your name. But the Lord said to Ananias, Go, this man is my chosen instrument to proclaim my name to the Gentiles and their kings and to the people of Israel. I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. Then Ananias went to the house and entered it. Placing his hands on Saul, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you were coming here, has sent me so that you may see again and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately, something like scales fell from Saul's eyes and he could see again. He got up and was baptized and after taking some food, he regained his strength. Saul spent several days with the disciples in Damascus. At once he began to preach in the synagogues that Jesus is the Son of God. The steam. What does this mean to me and how can I apply it to my life today? Saul turned Paul, became blind after his encounter with Jesus. And while the blindness didn't last, the impact of their encounter radically changed everything about him as a person. The message he once worked tirelessly to squash became the driving force behind everything he did. 
Instead of persecuting the people of the early church, Paul began to lead the efforts in spreading Jesus' message. I can't help but think back on who I used to be and cringe. Now, yes, I grew up in the church and I've known Jesus my whole life, but I had yet to have any life-altering encounters. Was my life-altering encounter with Jesus quite as intense as Saul's? No. In fact, I can't really even tell you the details. Some people have stories of an exact moment where they really met Jesus for the first time in such a powerful way that they, like Saul, were left changed forever. However, it wasn't quite like that for me. Instead, my encounter was rather a journey. Multiple moments strung together, which gradually grew into a strong faith and relationship with Jesus. So if you've yet to have any earth-shattering moments of clarity where you felt like God spoke straight to you from the clouds, that's quite all right. You are not alone. And if you have, that is amazing. I would love to hear it someday. The thing is, whether your story with Jesus belongs on the big screens or is something you have a hard time even recalling how it happened, all of us change as a result of knowing Jesus. As you grow closer to God, over time, some things may begin to lose their luster, while other things that once held little value to you become super important. Quiet time or daily time alone with God was one thing that I felt should be important in my life, but rarely was in my past. It was something I had to be extremely diligent and intentional about. I had to work to make it happen. However, now I can't imagine choosing sleep over my precious time with him, easily waking hours before I used to in order to spend as much time with him as possible. Other people have told me that going to church changed from being a chore to a joy they couldn't wait for each week. Still, others have shared how certain behaviors or activities that were once so great to them all of a sudden meant nothing. Like Saul, we can't help but change as a result of knowing Jesus. And like me, sometimes this coming to know Jesus is much more gradual than Paul's encounter. Truth be told, oftentimes these come-to-Jesus moments are actually the result of a time of waiting. As you wait for some answer from God, as you seek to understand what he's doing or what he's trying to teach you, inevitably, you grow closer to him in the process. Then one day, you wake up to discover not only has he answered you and delivered you through your time of waiting, but he has brought you through brighter and better than ever before. Keep trusting him in the wait, my friends. It will all be worth it.